are live. JW Mega Wake Show. I am your host, the Candyman. And tonight, you're in for a special Corona treat all the way over in Boston. Please welcome to the show, Corey Harlan. Musician, singer, songwriter, everything of all kinds. How's it going in Boston, huh? That's not bad. Everything's uh, locked down. It's a little quiet here, but it's probably the same everywhere. It's locked down everywhere. It's like you walk outside to go for a walk to try to get outside of your head. And um, you're just like, I can't go and do anything except walk around. I know. How's it in San Francisco? San Francisco is the same thing. I mean, if you don't have a dog and you have no roommates, you are in some the isolation station, which could really take control. So, nice sometimes though. Yeah, I'm trying to work on my magic card tricks and stuff. How about you? I mean, I pretty clear and see what you're uh, you've been doing. Um, yeah, I've just been sitting in here uh, trying to rearrange the studio and and trying to come up with uh, as much new music as I can. This is the time. Just sit back. Perfect time. Yeah, so I know. Scary time, but perfect for music. Yeah, you got to let the excitement overcome the fear and somehow manage a way to make some quarantine lemonade. And everyone yeah. out there listening, too. Yeah. So, uh, gosh, it's, a, I, uh, it's really great to have you on the show because I feel like, you know, when you have an artist on the show, you have that, that time to really kind of figure out the, the story behind the artist and the guitar myth. And so I Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, this is this is fun. It's gonna be an exciting hour here. Um I know you got a couple new uh songs out um that we're gonna be playing here shortly. But I remember uh gosh, someone told me about your story and I I feel like it would make sense to hear it from the the vision, the the, the the artist behind the uh, the behind it all. So, I know that we had met. Um, I think the first time that we had crossed paths, I think I want to say it was at Hotel Utah. Does that sound right? I think so. Yeah, and someone's tell me it's I mean your story and how you even got to San Francisco was just like, wow. How did you? How did you? Um, how did you land in San Francisco? It's a pretty long story. Uh, I guess it all started whenever I was uh, just kind of getting bored with the South in Alabama. That's where I'm from originally, and there's not much there in terms of uh, a music scene. So I really just kind of winged it. I grabbed a backpack and took off. Uh, first, I went to Iowa, where I had a friend there named Paul, and we saved up just enough to buy a little crappy RV. And then as soon as we had enough and got the RV, we took off. Uh, went as far as we had uh, money for gas, which wasn't far each time. So first we ended up in Colorado, and then we uh, ran out of gas there, found some uh, ways to make a little extra money. And when it got too cold, we took off to Phoenix, Arizona. And then when it got too hot there, we took off to uh, Seattle. And uh, we stayed there for about six months. And... Finally, I decided I was going to L.A. from there and ran out of gas in San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wow. That story is, is such a it's such a great story, but it's it's great to hear it from the person who went on the artistic journey. Well, that is like something that you read out of a book. It's like you just you come up with as much money as you can to buy the cheapest RV you could afford and you just go across the it country. Was basically it was that R V, the old crappy R V from uh, Breaking Bad. Pretty much the same thing that we had. Yeah, that's like there's a place in a the Bayview district where it's like breaking bad, like for a couple blocks. <laughs> Even more now, so too. I mean, I'd be curious, you know, because obviously um, the weather here in California is, is compared to Boston is a little bit different. So I don't know. I'm seeing these these um, these camper warriors out on the the street and parked all around. It's just like maybe people are getting ready to abandon the vessel or something. Like their house and that's the way to go, really. Uh, everywhere you go, there's super high rent now. And uh, while I was living just on the road with my RV, I didn't have any rent, and I was able to do a lot more music. So if you can live that life, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing that that vehicle even made it that far. It was a just, it just went out of gas. <laughs> well. Uh, I broke down quite a few times, but I'm I'm pretty handy. So at one point, I replaced the serpentine belt on the uh, the motor because it just broke off and flew into the road somewhere. Yeah. Um, I think the oil ran out one time, and you could see the smoke pouring out of the the hood. But somehow we made it all the way to San Francisco. It took a while. And then yeah, and then you you met a bunch of people here. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know one single person in that city whenever I got there, but within just a few months, uh, a snowball effect happened, and I just I met everybody. The whole network of uh, musicians in San Francisco, it's a, it's a big network. Yeah. Yeah. And here it is. Coast to coast, west coast to east coast right now. It's unbelievable. I know. These are the times we're in. Yeah, so I know um, you have, gosh, you have so many songs. Um, so this song is As We Shine the Sun. Yeah, As We Shine the Sun. As We Shine the Sun. That it's, sounds uh, like... inspired by Alan Watts. He always uh, said something about how we shine the sun just as we do our own heart. Like we're all, uh, we're all connected. Everything, every person and everything in this... Uh, in this reality. Wow. I feel like, I mean, it's always, a, it's a very meaningful, yeah, thing. I mean, message or, um, but especially now I feel like being an artist now in these, um, in these times that this is like therapy almost. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Hey, so we're going to, um, we're going to play, Corey's one of Corey's uh, songs here is called "As We Shine the Sun." It's inspired by Alan Watts. Um, got Corey calling in from Boston, uh, Ivy League town, and here we are, uh, Corey Harlan live. As we shine the sun here at MuniRadio.fm. Here we go, We're rolling. Cross mountain ranges, split cells, command the tools of tomorrow. 
They're really capitalizing off of these uh these advertisements. Some fancy guitar work there. Thank you. I was using the uh, the wah pedal on that one. Yeah, especially at the end. Yeah, this is really well recorded too. Yeah, I was doing it all on a 
on Logic Pro just, just by myself. That's incredible. Yeah. How long have you been recording for? I mean, I know that you've probably been obviously been playing guitar before that, but there's definitely I a... messing around with uh, with Fruity Loops back in uh, 2006. Yes, Fruity Loops. I remember seeing that. I actually personally got into uh, Acoustica. I don't know if you ever heard. I of never that. tried that one. Yeah, it was a. It was probably a little bit more. Lack of a better word, I think it's a little more idiot proof like it's hard it was hard to mess it up i i think you know at the time i might have been even before then it might have been like 2000 it was like pre fruit loops and it was just it was like i didn't even have a sure sm58 or anything i just had this little dinky com computer mic it was really silly um gosh yeah. that was fun working with what you got yeah so how long, um, when did you pick up gu the guitar for the first time? Uh, I think I was uh, about 12 years old, and I found a guitar in the, uh, the attic of a house we had just moved into. It was just sort of an off-brand uh, Fender Strat. I think it was called an Aria or something like that. And I didn't know anything about it, though, so I really just kind of made noise on it for a while. So it was an electric yeah, it's an electric. It's badass. Yeah. You know, someone said, and everyone, you know, has opinions, but someone said, if it's not plugged in, it's not rock and roll. Uh, true. I forget who said that. It might have been Courtney Love. Courtney Love said it. It's got to be true. That sounds right. Yeah. She, gosh, it's just. Yeah. I, um, I think that might have been one of my first electric guitars, too. It was a knockoff Strat. It was like a Samick or something. It was just a cheap... Probably the most common guitar, I think, Stratocaster. Yeah. I wonder who... Gosh, the... I feel like... I know Hendrix. I don't know. I'm trying to think of anyone before Hendrix that played a Stratocaster. I just can't... I can't think of it off the top of my head. Maybe it's because I'm only... You know... No, that was the 60s, I think, right? So... It had to be a 1950s band that had some Strats. Sure, it's probably out there somewhere. Yeah, the whole, you know, evolution of guitars and and sound and video and rock and roll and how that all came together. Really interesting. And yeah, I know. And you know the, the I don't know if it's true or not, but I've always heard that uh, distortion was just kind of a, an accident that kind of people stuck with turning it up too loud or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, with Page and Zeppelin and, you know, definitely, there was definitely a lot of distortion in it. You know, I don't know if it was you or someone else that said, you know, Led Zeppelin was like heavy metal and they kind of pioneered that. But with Hendrix, I don't... I don't know if he used distortion. I think it was just really heavy feedback, but it was definitely high energy. I don't know. He used like psychedelic stuff. He, uh, I know he was definitely a pioneer of what he was doing. So much came from that. He definitely used the Wapo and quite a few things. I think it, you know, I read an article with uh, Jimi Hendrix and 
he was one of the first people to to use like a fuzz box you know for noise and i was just like you know this is just you know what i've what i've read i just can't imagine that if you're you know picking up a guitar and this brand new thing it's like you could plug it into it make some noise with it it's like oh sure why not like i don't know if the it would have been crazy to see i don't know if the blues where he would be like yeah like now yeah if he was if he never like left early if he was still here he wouldn't have taken a spaceship somewhere else (laughs) gosh yeah it's um you know people definitely have opinions and a listening is like Hendrix what if Hendrix is alive today what would he be like would it be different to have you know a 78 year old and that sounds ageist you know I'm not I'm not ageist I'm not sizeist I'm nothing I'm none of those things but to just imagine yeah. Hendrix now I mean playing guitar with his teeth up on stage 78 year old up on stage playing guitar with his teeth I just um It'd be crazy to see the things he could do now. I just can't even imagine what that would have evolved into. You know, and, and just artists in general and you see that it's just super inspiring. I just you know, I know obviously you've heard the story of when Hendrix accompanied uh Cream at a uh, concert in like nineteen sixty nine and Hendrix is you know, asking, hey, Clapton, hey, what if, can I play a song? <laughs> Do you know this story? No, I didn't hear that story. Yeah, he played some song, Cream. He went up on stage, and it was like they were taking an intermission, and Hendrix went up there and played something, and he did some weird-ass shit on the stage. And, like, you know what he, he did? He was a total showman. I mean, he's just the ultimate showman. I didn't – yeah, I mean – he said that um I saw the quote from um Eric Clapton who's just like he just didn't even he couldn't believe his eyes. And someone had mentioned that, you know, Eric Clapton is a guitarist and Hendrix is a force of nature. And I'm just like, man, I guess that makes sense. Because there's some people no matter what you do, there's you know, not everyone's going to like you. But I just what he oh, did true. and how he turned that into you know, playing music and what he did as a total art form in itself, that he was a, he was a you know, a Chuck Berry on steroids or something. I just, I remember, uh, I just can't imagine being around during that time. I'd seen uh, this uh, Hendrix live in Berkeley. I don't know. Have you seen that? No, I need to watch more uh, more videos on YouTube from Hendrix. Yeah, it was random, you know, because I don't know about you. Um, I'm a bit like kind of a secondhand store person. I just kind of like, you know, walking into a place. And see, if there's some, I don't know, if there's something that pops out to me. And I, I'd seen this in this secondhand store. I saw this Jimi Hendrix live in Berkeley. I'm like, holy shit, I should definitely own this. It's like $2. Like, how can this... And I remember thinking it too, um, just like, gosh, I don't know. after I'd watched this performance, I'm like, it's just not going to be the same after seeing this to go back and play guitar again. I was just like, man, but then it wasn't, it was just, it's different. It's, it's different. I feel like, yeah, it's, 
It's art. Did you I pick up like... anything new? Um, so, <laughs> oh my gosh, I gotta send, I gotta, yeah. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix Live, Berkeley. Gosh, I think it was 1968. I, um, I, I have, um, dwell, <laughs> dwelled, or not dwindled in, um, experimented actually playing with my, my face with the guitar. Um, have you? No, I've always been too scared. To, I feel like I'm going to break a tooth or something if I do what <laughs> he did. My dentist is going to kill me. Not really. I don't know. It just, um, I definitely have experimented with that. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It's pretty, that's really just breaking on through to, to the other side of some reality of like, oh, I know you wouldn't even th think it was possible. I'm just like sitting there. I'm, I'm looking at this and the way that he's playing. I'm like, how, how, how is he able to play gu the guitar just as, as good with his mouth <laughs> as he could. Yeah. I just, um, that's crazy. I, yeah. Could probably try behind the back, maybe, but yeah, definitely not the teeth. Yeah, that's that's pushing it. That's pushing it. <laughs> I think maybe it'd be fun to, uh, you know, instead of racking up a dentist bill, uh, to do something with like a pick, like a, to do like a pick slide or something, that have like a pick in your mouth. In your mouth. Yeah, and then just like slide down the the uh the fretboard. I don't know. It seems like that would be harder to even do actually. I can see that working. Maybe. Could potentially work. Gosh, we're just unlimited to the the things, you know, in quarantine and everyone out there just sitting back and gosh, like it's 4:20 now, you know. When is it all right to drink? I feel like you could run out of things. You could watch watch so many cartoons, and then what do you do then? I mean, you watch all the cartoons and all the Netflix and all and everything, and then eventually, I don't know. What's it, what? I mean, do you have a balance? Do you are you just composing new material all day, or do you have like, you know, do you go for a walk, or do you hang out with the cat, or you kind of spread kind things of, uh... out? Or? Definitely random for me. I don't have any schedule at all right now. I'm just uh, if I feel something, like I'm, I'm j I can feel like this creative mood happening. I'll, I'll run to my room real quick. But other than that, I'll just try to occupy myself with uh, Hulu or I don't know the cat <laughs> cleaning a little bit. I saw your cat. I on that music video that you did for the cover Friends Night. That that was that was pretty cool. Was it? It was Drew. It was Drew yeah, song, right? He gets more likes on uh on my social media things than I ever do. Yeah, it's well done. I feel like creatively, and just being in the studio because you know writing a song and being a singer songwriter, you know, and then getting in the studio is almost like an art in itself. And 
Yeah, so I know you have a lot of music up here on SoundCloud. So this this song was it? What can we do? Wow. Yeah, it's very bold. Yeah, I wrote that one. Uh, it's supposed to be from the perspective of people that get judged by uh, by the rest of the world. Yeah, what can we do? I like the the song title. It's just like. What does it mean? What can we do? It's like, yeah, what can we do if, if people won't learn? They, that, just, uh, they keep doing the same things over and over. Nobody seems to uh, progress. Well, I guess we do have progress, but we still see we still see uh, hate happening in the world, which is pointless. Yeah, it's uh, I feel like I know that the song title. It's like you could almost say that after everything. That's true. What can we do? <laughs> it's kind of like, I don't know, what are your biggest, would you say your biggest influences are? Like, guitar-wise? biggest influence? Yeah. Or singing-wise, or um, like lyric-wise? You mentioned, you mentioned Hendrix already. That's one of my biggest idols for playing guitar. Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, even some of John Mayer's stuff. He's actually a really good blues guitarist. But I do love blues guitar. I could see that definitely. I could, but it's your own style too. Yeah, I'm trying to like, cause you can't just. There's a lot of blues musicians, and it seems to be the same kind of chords and stuff. And I'm trying to uh, figure out how to put blues uh, influence into newer music. It's pretty hard. I think you could do it. I don't know the, you know, even with with Zeppelin, I feel like. There was a lot of blues influences, but it wasn't true, like yeah. blues. There was so many. There was so much crossover. I was ran into somebody at a cafe in San Luis Obispo at Luis's Cafe. Gosh, back in 2008, I was there alone. Um, you know, because I was like, get up and read the newspaper. I don't know. I was like a 22 year old old man, uh, and. Um, I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, wash my hands. And that was pre-coronavirus, too. I mean, I'm always, like, weird about my hands. I always have been. And so I went and washed my hands. I came back, and somebody was sitting across from where I was sitting. And I was just kind of like, hey, you know, I was sitting here, but I'm here alone, so that's cool. We'll just hang out. It turned out to be some blues guy from New York, blues guitarist. And he'd said that Jimmy, he thought that Jimi Hendrix, or not Jimi Hendrix, Jimmy Page was the worst guitarist to ever live. Really? And I was just like, man, that's bold. I'm just like, how did he say that? Well, I think if you're like a true like blues person, maybe, that maybe, maybe. what they're doing and the crossover didn't really go with, I don't know. It's interesting. It's art, though. I'm sure. I'm sure it's all opinion. What can some we do? Some people love him. Some people hate him. We, what, what can we do, you know? I just like, it's perfect. Yeah, man. Hey, well, th- uh, thanks for coming on the air. I definitely um, want our listeners to hear this uh, this song, What Can We Do? This is uh, Corey Harlan here, MutinyRadio.fm. And here we are, What Can We Do?
Wow. Those lyrics are really catchy. You like it? Yeah. I like the whole song, but the lyrics are just in my head. It's engraved, and I feel like it's just, you know, maybe when you wrote this, I don't know, how how long ago would you say you, you wrote this song? I think I wrote that last year while I was living in San Francisco. And I wrote it all in one day. Just, uh, I feel like it really, really just with things that are going on right now, that just art and, you know, with, with music artists through the sound waves. And it's like this therapy through the sound waves. And it's like, it's subliminal. It's really psychedelic, too. It's like you could, yeah, I could see that. I don't, I don't know, like lyrically, and I feel like, you know, you're Corey Harlan. And you, you just do what you do, you know. You get your your paintbrush, you know, your guitar, and you you make some noise, and um, and it it creates this piece, you know. I you wrote it in one day. Yeah, you know, in one day. I just uh, it's, it's every once in a while that I just get this this spark, and I uh, I can come up with something really quick. But there's most of the time that I'm just sitting here trying to figure something out. It just doesn't come. But when it does, it does. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you almost can't even plan it. You know? Especially, too, I mean, like, you write a song, like we were talking about earlier, it's like, you write a song, you write on the guitar, and you're like, yeah, this is a solid riff, or you write, or you're playing a bass, you're like, oh, this is a great bass line, you're just like, oh. And then you get in the studio, and it's like, oh wow! You think of like the original idea you had when you when you started writing the song and how it evolved into that. It's like, I mean, you got a, quite a few tracks here. SoundCloud, Corey Harlan. Wow. This is a, uh, yeah. What can we do? What can we do? We're just waiting for this, you know. And that's that's kind of interesting too I, I feel I don't know I could be wrong and I don't want to be you know the other listeners out there but it, there's something kind of like Beatles about it I, I don't know what it is it's like it's got this message that I feel like it's it's pretty clear like I'm able to uh, to get and understand what you're saying um, you know maybe maybe some people it's like at least for me, I think when I'm singing, I don't know if it's like I'm speaking a different language, like speaking Chinese, and people can't even understand what I'm saying. It may be that uh, that through that whole song, I don't think I I ever did a point where I was just doing one vocal. The whole time it was uh, it was harmonizing vocals. Yeah. That probably gives it a Beatles feel to it. That's what it is, yeah, John Lennon. Mm-hmm. I think they always did harmonizing vocals. Something pretty magical about that. I know that, you know, during the time, they were kind of the Jonas Brothers of the time. Maybe not. That was that was a horrible comparison. But I, I think, you know, from what I've heard, and I didn't live during that time, that the Beatles, they seem pretty rocking now. Like, I, you know, I'm listening to, you know, uh, to all these songs now it's 
it feels pretty rockin'. Like, I would oh, consider yeah. that to be rock and roll, but during the time, I don't know. I didn't live during the time from what I've heard, though. It's just, maybe it was different. Yeah, from what I've heard, it was the rock and roll of the time. It it should. It should be. I, I mean, if it's, it it obviously is. I mean, they've, they sold more records than anyone else in the world. I heard that the, uh, the music was so edgy that the reason they uh, the wore they wore uh, suits and had nice haircuts is so that the parents would actually let the kids go out and see them. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you know the the lyrics were really um, very very well thought out. It seemed like, or maybe not. Maybe just Paul and John. You know, maybe they just they just clicked. It just all just happened. It was like, boom. It was like, yeah. And so with things, I mean, like the 60s, you know, that definitely, I mean, you look at it, you know, and the times and the things that were happening, you know, you know, maybe not even, you know, not necessarily positive things happening in the 60s. And then you see, you know, the Beatles and how that exploded and they stopped doing live performances and then, you know. Paul McCartney sticks to a Capitol Records and then John Lennon, you know, breaks off and to the Geffen scene, which is kind of more underground for the time. Like you got David Bowie and and, and Queen and you're kind of kind of branching off this more kind of rebellious um, record label and with Yoko, uh, with Yoko Ono, and uh, there was this that really popped into my head, you know, when I'd seen this uh, interview, and they had these signs, so they're sitting back, and they're on, you know, the TV, and they have these signs to say, the war is over, and I remember, I saw this interview, and they had this big sign that they put over their head, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah how's it going, you know, whoever the talk show host was, and they, they just put these over their head, it says, the war is over, and I was just like, gosh, that's 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 genius. And I'm just like thinking, I'm like, coronavirus is over. <laughs> Everything's gonna be all right. Be the new thing. Everything's gonna be okay. Corona's coronavirus is over. <laughs> you know, like hopefully one day true. it's just gonna be it's gonna be like that. It's gonna hopefully. I don't know. Was coronavirus ever gonna be over? Is the war of whatever war is, is that ever gonna be over? It's just um they just have somebody to just tell you that it's over and that everything's going to be all right and that feeling of comfortability, you know, that... I believe we'll get that at, at some point pretty soon. I'm hoping anyway. Yeah. I'm hoping so. Yeah. Do you remember the first time that you heard about this? COVID-19? I think it was January. Yeah. Gosh, I remember exactly where I was. And exactly, um, I was. I remember exactly where I was and exactly where I read the first article. And someone had told me about it, and I heard about it. Um, and then I read it, and the first thing that I read was that coronavirus is a hoax. Really. And yeah, and then it just. Turned out to be real. I don't know. It's definitely real. I know whenever I first 
saw the news of it being in China, I didn't even have any thoughts on it coming to America. I didn't even like think about that. I was like, oh, that's crazy news for uh, China. But here we are. Now it's all over. These businesses are shutting down, and I even heard that um, these airlines, you know, are, are in a lot of trouble, and that supposedly Warren Buffett is in on it and kind of funding this and maybe having part ownership in some of these these airlines. That's interesting. I've also, you know, heard that's a different that news, different news on the airlines. Like uh, that's one way of looking at it that the airlines are in trouble. But I've heard a lot of people saying that the uh, the government definitely shouldn't bail out the airlines because they'd just be bailing out the uh, ones who are in control of it right now. And they said that the natural thing that would happen is just other other companies would uh, start investing. Other investors would get into it. So the airlines wouldn't actually fail. It would just uh, be the people that are controlling it right now that would fail. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I've heard I've heard a lot of stories. Somebody had called in. They got on a plane uh, from Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, to San Francisco. There was like two people on the plane. Oh, really? How do you even operate? I mean, the... How do you even run that? Probably. It probably costs more to fly the plane. Oh, yeah. There's two people on there. Yeah. Maybe they should uh, scale down to smaller planes during this time or something. That is definitely a possibility. We just... Oh, a little tiny Learjets or something. They're out there. They're out there. It is definitely, I mean, I think, you know, in the 60s even, I just, I don't know if there's anything that came close to this. I mean, and like a couple of assassinations and it's yeah, pretty, quite like this. yeah, I mean, to literally be shut down for, for over a month, I, uh, and you know, I never thought I'd hear or see the day when we're quoting George W. Bush from his 2002 statement of uh, when he said that America couldn't survive a pandemic. A pandemic. Yeah. I mean, we're quoting we George it. W. Bush. I'm just like, man, I, I never thought it's just that. going to uh, cause some damage, but we're going to have to adapt as, uh, as people. Like, we can make it as long as we know how to... Uh, adapt to the new ways of life. Yeah. I was talking to Neil, Neil Nyberg, <laughs> uh, Nalamora, and uh, a friend and fellow artist. Back in November, he was talking about a global reset, financial reset. And I remember thinking, gosh, you know, the people that are listening to this, I know you and I know you're, you know, cool and all. Um, I, was just, I just can't imagine if I, if you heard this, you might, are you all right? You know, <laughs> you're thinking like, what is, it seemed not to me, because I know Neil, but for somebody that's maybe more of a between the lines An kind of person me. and not as much of an outside of the box to be like, what? But now, I mean, here, six months later, 
I'm I'm thinking he's sidekick right now because that's what this feels like. All these businesses, there's no, one, like a, no one's going to be able to. I mean, an accidental reset. You think he accidentally? Yeah, like an accidental global reset. An accidental global reset. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely not into conspiracies at all. And I try not to waste too much time. I've definitely, when I was younger, I spent hours and lost so much sleep over like conspiracies. But now I'm just like, I'm able to kind of let things go. But you think about yeah, how this, I just hear them. Yeah. I just hear the conspiracies. But this whole national emergency shutdown happened on Friday the 13th, and it was in the climax of the Democratic primary, which is just a coincidence. You know, just yeah. Everything's just a coincidence. It's a crazy coincidence. Yeah, it just seems – yeah, it's a crazy coincidence. I mean, I kind of got myself thinking, you know, and I don't, I don't even have a pet. I don't even have a pet. I need to like adopt a goldfish or something. I'm freaking going stir crazy. I definitely think that, I mean, that's cool. You have, you know, if you have a cat, an adorable kitty, and you have a, a roommate. And, uh, we've got two guinea pigs here too. Guinea pigs. Wow. It's a little, Petting they zoo. all keep us entertained here. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Just sitting back in Boston with some guinea pigs <laughs> and a kitty. Have some kind of an entertainment. Yeah, so I was just uh, I was going on this creative rant, and I just I feel like with this and you know, you know, we're all creative people here, and we're making quarantine lemonade. I mean. That's what it is. But it just like kind of outside of the box. I think it was just like, gosh, this, this hoax thing. The first article that I remember reading was that it was a hoax. The first time I heard that it was rigged, you know, I was just like, gosh, I'm just, this seems like the first time I heard fake news was, I just, I feel like, you know, our, I don't know. I'm not trying to disparage anyone on, but um, oh, it's no. like he's the hoax. It's this is the Democrats' latest hoax. Well, he's the he did the hoax. He was the hoax. He uh, the system's rigged. He rigged it. It's fake news. He's the fake news. <laughs> just like this is so weird. I'm just like, it's almost like he starts this grass fire and then people spread it for him or something you know it's sick and it's sick genius. i've got a wide range of friends on my facebook so uh i kind of see both sides of the story at all times so for every one story there's a contradicting story i never know what to believe yeah i know that's that's the biggest problem because i'm you know i'm looking at these numbers and i'm seeing these articles and I'm just like, this article contradicts this article. Mm-hmm. And these numbers don't make sense. You're looking at China, looking at these numbers in China, you're looking at our numbers. How is this even possible? Well, these tests, what are they testing for? Are they testing for coronavirus? 
there's all types of different types of coronavirus. So are they testing? Are they able to test for the exact or for COVID-19, the exact virus? How accurate are these tests? Are they just coming up with, you know, they're positive, like with a coronavirus, but it's maybe potentially not COVID-19? I was talking to someone, I, I don't know, um, the other day, and they had a friend that, had, gosh, maybe 20 years ago, that had passed away, and they're at the hospital, and the doctor had put on the the death certificate uh, that they died of cigarette smoking. But she never smoked a cigarette in her life. So at the time, yeah. you know, they had some big lawsuit against these cigarette companies, and it was a write-off. And I'm wondering if that could be potentially um, a factor tied into this, is that did these hospitals, did they get to write it off if somebody is, you know, dies of COVID-19? I mean, all the articles that I've read have been, you know, complications with COVID-19. It's not like, it doesn't... I know, me too. Yeah, I have a little more faith, I think, though, in, uh, in things working how they're supposed to. Like, there's so many doctors and everything out there that I'm sure there's a giant network that if there was any kind of uh, actual conspiracy happening, it would come out to the public through the doctors or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I have a lot of good faith uh, in, in people, and you know, I definitely obviously know that this is a real thing and that it's happening and you know even if it wasn't and it wasn't true and it's being told that it's true it's like are you really going to go and risk someone's life you know and you know step within six feet of where they're at and you know try to you know yeah i've just been staying inside and trying to do the right thing it's hard yeah definitely yeah we understand the meaning of that phrase, a term, uh, cabin fever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I feel like it's time traveling. You know, you know, Louisiana, you're in Louisiana, and you go into the cold of Colorado, just freezing. And you go to Arizona, and it's like you've got, um, it's like a desert, and you're like overheating. And then Seattle, and then you land in San Francisco, and you meet, you know, some people here, and and then you move out to Boston, and now here we are, Mutiny Radio. <laughs> it's like a time know, traveling thing. Definitely not the end. I'll be traveling around some more, maybe back to San Francisco again. Uh, New York City possibly has been on the uh, the list. That's not too far away from you. No, it's only like five, five hours to drive. Have you ever been to Maine? No, I haven't. But, uh, I've been wanting to travel up there. Heard it's a creepy state. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so Portland, Maine, supposedly is lobster capital supposedly but my uh my brother lives out there and i've been 
went to go visit him, even though, to be honest with you, I'm, I guess I'm not a big traveler. I don't know. If I could tap my feet and be somewhere, that'd be great. But the whole, you know, getting on a plane, I mean, most of the time it works out. Uh, I don't know. I mean, traveling. Do you get jet lagged at all? Not really. Um, I've never really been on a a flight that was really long, though. I've only gone from, I think the longest trip was probably east coast to west coast. And it really it doesn't take very long at all. That's not too bad. I, gosh, I think I ended up in Rochester some business trip back in 2014 and they don't have any direct flights to Rochester so I had a transfer and I feel like if it's a direct flight it's cool but I feel like if I have to transfer like there's one time I think gosh maybe the I've always had horrible experience with LAX but since we're talking about like east coast to west coast the last east coast to west coast uh, flight that I took was back from Florida uh, Tampa Bay, Florida to San Francisco and it was a red eye and it transferred in Houston, Texas and it's 2 o'clock in the morning and you're tired and you're just dead and then the the flight gets delayed three hours so you're oh, sitting wow. back and you're just like what am I going to do for three hours? <laughs> you know, I'm just like Stuck in Houston in a yeah, so I don't know. I uh I found and I'm not I'm really not that big of a drinker. Um but I think a little self medication when traveling is probably a good call for me. Yeah, it's probably necessary. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. Um little, I don't fly little a lemongrass lot, tea. Uh, but Whenever I did, though, I, I didn't. I take my iPad or something with me just to have something to do. Gets me through it. Plus, it's kind of fun flying for me. Yeah. If you could, I'm just trying to figure out if I could fly anywhere. So that's that's part of what it is. Is that, you know, I feel cooped up in my place and get out of my place, and then I'm just like, there's no. There, I don't know. I mean, like I walked. <laughs> I know you're familiar with because you're you know spent some time in San Francisco. So you're familiar geographically if uh, where everything oh, is. Yeah. I walked from my place from Bernal Heights to Baker's Beach, uh, to Baker Beach, and um, a couple days ago. I mean, pretty good one. That probably took two hours. Yeah, two and a half hours. I I brought the guitar too, and I stopped at a couple parks and and played. Um, but then I'm just like, I'm trying to get away and trying to get my mind off of whatever's going on. It's just like, it's it's impossible to avoid. Did yeah, you walk all the way back here? I did, yeah. I walked back up oh, to wow. the Richmond. It's a workout. It was. You know what is, um, and this is this is great. I um, So what I've been trying to, what I've been doing, I think more just, everything just kind of naturally happens. I don't overthink things. I just kind of am in the moment. And what I've found is that if I'm if I have if I have a guitar in the case of my my back, I'm obviously not playing it or you're not playing it. So I've been um just walking around with the guitar and playing it and 
singing. Uh, and there's something about, because I feel like if you're just walking without doing something else, that getting that heart rate up is a, maybe it, it doesn't happen. Like if you're just slowly walking, like, but if you're singing and playing guitar and at the same time, I feel like, you know, after I play a song and I've walked like a mile at the, the same time, I'm just like, wow, it's, it's working out. That. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, it wasn't like I planned it out or anything. I was just like, I have this thing on my back going crazy. Everyone's wearing a mask. You can't tell if they're, you know, smiling at you or if they're going to, you know, eat you alive. Because it's just like you can't tell the facial expression that these people have and there's no um, communication. Um, you think people get mad about it? I have not gotten that, but it, I haven't gotten that. No, I think, I think what it is in San Francisco, and I've talked about this a lot, it's just like you go to New York, you go to Nashville, Tennessee, you go to New Orleans, you go to Austin, Texas. Somebody's like Corey Harlan's played on the street. You know, that's a normal thing. But I know you've done your share of, you know, street performing out here in, in San Francisco. I'd be curious oh, yeah. to to hear your experience with that and the kind of feedback you got. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I, uh, I do it just for myself most of the time because it's just so fun. Uh, I would usually choose a street like Valencia or uh, Polk Street somewhere up in the Knob Hill area. And I would just sit up, sit down with my uh, little street cube and uh, loop station and just play for myself. And usually I would get pretty good feedback. I've had maybe three experiences in my entire time in San Francisco that were not good, but hundreds and hundreds of really good ones, though. It's fun. And there's always somebody that comes up and starts hanging out with you whether you like it or not. Yeah, you're like a magnet. Mm. There's something, you and know, they'll try to talk to you while you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, that's fun. I feel like for me, depending on, you know, where I'm playing on the street, the acoustic obviously is a, it's a little easier to you know, because you don't need to be plugged in um, to kind of walk around and jump around. And, That's but, true. Uh, I really feel like electric guitar in the street is a, you could hear it better. If people could hear it from a block away, they're just like, whoa, what's going on? Oh, yeah. It makes a big difference. I used to play with acoustic and uh, the electric at different times, and I would always get a better response with the electric. Yeah, I because people could hear it as a little louder, and um, I definitely feel like I'm more towards the electric. Um, I had this little Dan Electro pocket amp that I would like had a, like put on your belt buckle, and that was fun, but it was cheap, so it didn't last very long. But that that didn't feel, last long. Yeah, it, just, it was just really cheap. Yeah, it was really. They make one called a Micro Cube. And that's a really good amp to walk around with like that. 
I might consider that. That's inspiring. I think I might actually um I might might think about that because I I don't know. I feel like sometimes you know with an electric guitar and why I kind of you know in the past have leaned more towards it acoustic is with electric sometimes I feel like it, there's not enough low end. Um but that that it could all be Yeah, it's more trouble. Yeah, so that feeling of when you project well enough, and there's too many cars and horns going on. Maybe not now though. Yeah, there was. I don't know where I was. I forget where I was. It was like, no, I was really. Are you allowed to go out and play on the streets right now, or is it not? You're not allowed. I have not tried. tried? I I haven't. Um, I. I take that back. Maybe I did a week a week ago. If you're walking and playing at the same time, we can't I can't keep up with you. It feels like by the time they find out that you're a person playing and singing, you're already like a half block away. But you know, standing still and I feel like that's obviously the more traditional way of busking. I just uh that that feeling when you see you know, group of people across the street, they're just walking, looking straight ahead, and then they hear you play. And then they look over, and they're like, what? Is that a person playing? They're just in shock. I mean, I, I don't know. I've never been to Nashville, Tennessee, or any of these places. I'm sure everywhere, even Boston, you know, everywhere's shut down right now. So it's... Um, oh, yeah, everywhere. I definitely... I think that... And it was cool because I remember that one time we ran into each other on the street we were both solo and i feel like you know being solo is 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 great but um if maybe you're accompanied by another person you might be a little bit more approachable not you but just in general being a busker to if you have fun when you have another person it is yeah i was um was mr andrew i had a mr andrew and uh dr valentine on the show uh, a couple months ago, and it's great. I mean, they said like, yeah, you know, your equipment. If somebody needs to take a bathroom break or whatever, you know, you could watch over the equipment while you go. And um, yeah, and I, I feel like definitely you are, as a busker, myself being a busker, um, are a little bit more approachable if you are with somebody else. I feel like it's almost too forward. Sometimes, like, if somebody comes and approaches you and you're just by yourself, it's like, okay, you want something from me. I don't know what it is. But you have to be on, on guard, sort of, when you're by yourself, too, especially if you're playing at night. Yeah. With the equipment. Gosh, you know what? It is so cool to run into your fellow, you know, artists on the street that's so it's like rock it feels like rock and roll it's just you got all this madness happening around you got these you know people on the street playing i feel like it's it's really uplifting we need need to have more of that maybe you know in san francisco maybe not now maybe now yeah, maybe I think now's it might the time. be kind of a might be kind of a magic thing just for san francisco alone too because uh I've never really been anywhere like San Francisco where it's so easy to run into people that you know 
playing on the street. And I think it's just because of how small it is and compact it is in that six mile area. Yeah. I wonder if it would happen like that here in Boston. It's so widespread. Yeah, I need to get out. I need to get out there and visit. I've heard so many great things. You've got Harvard. You got all nice. This. We got an extra bedroom here if you ever come out. Wow. I might take you up on that when this insanity is over. Uh, my brother lives in Maine, so I mean that the closest airport for him is in Boston. Well, that's the closest airport. Yeah, supposedly, yeah. So Maine's not that far away from me, I guess. Yeah, geographically, I mean, for me, gosh, I'm just a California kid, I guess. You know, it's just like, I mean, I know all the state capitals and everything, but, you know, you know Rhode Island and Providence. And, oh, yeah, that's really close by. Yeah. I mean, Dumb and Dumber, um, that's one of my favorite favorite movies of all time i feel like that's kind of my foundation what so, is your foundation uh the the film dumber and dumber oh dumb and dumber did you ever get into that, that movie. oh yeah that's one. i love that's one of my favorites i made some sort Anything of with jim carrey in it gosh it's so freaking hilarious um. Yeah, there's not a job in this town, not unless you want to work forty hours a week. <laughs> I just like every line. I just like, I get. I may and not intentionally. It's not like I purposely try to remember all the lines to the to the movie. But that's my. You know, I I was talking to someone else the other day. Like they got into old like western movies, like John Wayne and. That's their foundation. It's like if you didn't watch a John Wayne film, you might not get him. And I, I felt like there was somebody you know I was talking to, and I, I, I made a Dumb and Dumber reference, and um, they took it as an advance. <laughs> I just like <laughs> I forget what it was. It was like uh, it wasn't this exact line, but it was the same scene where it's like, what are the chances that a boy? <laughs> A boy like you and a girl like me getting together. <laughs> and then um, she says, Mary Swanson says, I'd say one out of a million. So you're saying there's a you're chance. A chance. <laughs> <laughs> what was that whole one in a million talk? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So I just, um, it's funny. I feel like. <coughs> film and everything you're right you're right there <coughs> it's hard to believe that less than how long ago did you move to boston was it it wasn't that long ago isn't it it's been uh i think a year now it's, time's moving yeah time flies <coughs> well almost a year not quite a year uh, i think it was september 1st when i left September 1st. Well, it's not even... It's taken a while before it's a full year. Yeah. You're getting closer. 
Yeah, so I know you just um, came up with this latest uh, track. Um, did you just press? You just came up with this yesterday. You just put it up online yesterday, huh? Yeah, you kind of inspired me to write something by asking me to come onto the show. So I actually, uh, that's another one of those songs that I did in the day. I uh, I started playing around with it yesterday and and uh, recorded it. Spent all day on it. I just like, sometimes when you get yourself in that, yeah, you get yourself in that, that mood and that mindset. It's just like, you just gotta, you just go for it. And you feel like, like you said, you can't always plan it. You don't always plan it. It just happens when it happens. Yeah. It has to come to you. Yeah. And this song is about, uh, it's about waiting for those that you love. It's always worth it. It's always worth the time to wait. So meaningful, extra meaningful now. Here we go. We're all waiting now. Yeah, so we got, uh, this is uh, Corey Harlan's latest song right off the press here, uh, SoundCloud. Uh, the song is called The Wait. Here we are on uh, Mutiny Radio. And here we are.
Wow. Corey Harlan, live, mutiradio.fm. The artist community here still um, going. We're still doing it. You know, we're smart. We've got hand sanitizer everywhere. We're all, you know, being smart about this. So that is a great song. That is a great song. Thank you. The lyrics. I'm trying to do more of the, the guitar stuff in there. Yeah. Are you romantic? <laughs> I try to be. I don't know, man. I don't think you even need to. I think that was just natural. <laughs> Something about being in the rain. The first time we first met in the rain. Wow. Oh, yeah. I go off of the that is some Cupid actual stuff, events in my life. That is fun. Taylor wanted another song about her, so I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The drums, too. The drums sound great. Everything. I mean, that's... Yeah, I was actually using the, uh, the fake drums from Logic Pro, but I tried to tweak them until they sounded as real as possible. could just see that just blaring that that song right now in quarantine i mean just like who you know out there listening right now just that is these all just feel like i don't know maybe just art in general just it's perfect quarantine i feel like i just able to soak it in you know and i make mood music I guess that's what you could call it. Mood music. I like that. That should be a thing. That's your Everyone says it's moody. Moody. Moody music. And I've heard uh Vibe too before. Was that? Vibe. Vibe. Oh, Vibe music, yeah. Gosh, you know it is I uh it was funny as like vibes. Well, vibes could be short for vibraphonist. Which there's some vibraphonists out there somewhere, I'm sure. But I feel like <laughs> vibes, I'm like, vibration? Some vibrations of some yeah. kind. Vibrational music. Gosh, it's deeply Hopefully original. It's all vibrational, but. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I feel like, as an artist, I feel like that's what you want to do. You, it's like, you want to, you know, it's like, it would just be who you are, but it's just, that's, that's who you are. It's like you have your own sound. Just pretty trying cool. To, trying I mean, to find my, uh, my, um, what do you call it? I forgot the word. I'm trying to find my sound. I don't know. I feel it. I don't know. The, the really nifty guitar riffs over the, the top. It's just, um, really it's really cool it's different and it's original and i'm so glad that i was able to have you on the show today uh thank you glad that we stumbled you know cross paths i think I, gosh you might have been the first person i had mentioned about having a podcast and that was before i ran into yeah, pam so. at ben benders that was before i ran into the the boss i uh 
dreaming about it. Yeah, I think it's really cool that you got to start it up. Yeah, man. Muni Radio. Where the art comes to life here. You got any new features coming up? You know what? So I was going to have this um, this band come on next week. Um, but it's a little bit a little bit different. I might I might think um like what we're doing is actually pretty cool. I um you know having people on the show there's something about it, it's a little more intimate you know but I mean obviously now with current events it's like you know I'm sitting definitely maybe even exactly six feet away from someone and you got these microphones that I mean like you know we're you know sanitizing every time we clean off every time yeah so we're we're just uh. I don't know. We just we want to be smart about it, you know. So you know, we got um we got the Zoom thing going on here. I I haven't figured it out entirely yet, but um Zoom would be cool. I just had, I don't know, like being on the phone the old fashioned way, James Dean style, like you and I are, you know, talking over, you know, the country. We're over three thousand miles away, and we're having this. Way. Yeah, I mean, this is this is cool. It's like you're right next to me. That's what it is. It feels like that. I I remember feeling it was really awkward. I mean, not awkward because I knew this person. Like you and I know each other, and like there's a friend you know I grew up with. He's like, hey, well, you know, let's do a let's do a you know virtual happy hour. I remember at first I'm like this is kind of weird. Like we're getting on you know a video camera and we're gonna talk. I'm like this, you know, yeah. but it's not. It's not at all. I I I feel like there there's gonna be you know some some stuff that comes out of this definitely but um oh yeah it might be the new way of life yeah not necessarily you know not necessarily a bad thing but people could listen all so did i see you whenever i uh when i came to san francisco a few maybe a month ago or so yeah you were recording that record were you, were you playing what were your instrument were you playing on that yeah, I was playing bass for uh, Brian Dewar's new record, which he just posted yesterday. Oh, my God. I think I did actually just see that. The artwork for that is awesome. It turned out really good. I remember the first time that I saw that music vid- video, uh, Serenity. And I remember thinking, I was like, whoa, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Neil's in the, you know, with his purple hair. It's just like this is fucking awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. The character. I, I don't know. I just um. Yeah, it's a doer. It's a, man. Doer's a character too. He's in Michigan right now. Five one eight. I think it's five one eight. Hang on, I think it is area code, but uh. What's the area? Area code. Yeah, I'm sort of rem- starting to memorize him. It's um, it's an interesting time, but it, it's it's a great time, you know, if, if you have a creative outlet of any time, you know, cooking is an art too, or you know anything like it's just, I don't know, I just I might have mentioned it earlier when we jumped on that when you I mean there's got to be a limit like I'm not a big drinker as it is to begin with, but I don't have to go to I work. There's no limit now. I yeah, I feel like I you're just supposed to drink all the time. Yeah, no, I, I, it could be dangerous. So <laughs> I'm just like, uh oh, 
I'm like, it's eight o'clock in the morning and I don't have anything to do. When am I going to make myself a, you know, orange Julius? <laughs> so that, I don't know. You can stay moderate. Keep it moderate. Yeah. I've been sticking to the kombucha. That's a good drink. Yeah. It's kind of expensive, though. They are. And so you could actually make like kombucha. alcohol is cheaper than It kombucha. is. It is, yeah. I was shocked to actually see that. And kombucha is actually a long process too. It's like an you know, it's like a month process from what I heard. So you gotta yeah. It's pretty I know a person in San Francisco that knows how to make it. Oscar Polisky, you've met him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I feel like that's that's what it is. Like these people in these books that you see every week with everything that's going on with this pandemic. Uh, you don't see them. Like I, I saw Oscar every week, but after you know everything was closed down, I don't, I don't see him. Um, and I'm, I'm bored out of my mind. I literally am just so freaking bored. I mean, I just, I mean, I feel like similar too. I mean, you just sit around and you, you, you play music for twelve hours, and then it's like. Okay. I just can't imagine, you know, yesterday when you um when you recorded this song, like the that feeling of just I know that feeling which is like, yeah. Yeah, just like it just Finally another song. song. Yeah. That's a great feeling. I've been really wanting to write uh, a full album. I want to put a full album out with like fourteen or fifteen songs as soon as possible. But that's really hard to do. Come up with that many songs. Well, it looks like you got about that many here, which, um, oh my gosh, you, you have 11 tracks. You're pretty close. You're pretty close. Oh, yeah. Some of these songs on my Spotify, they're uh, acoustic versions, which are okay, but I don't know if I want to put them on a, an album or not. I feel you there. You know what is that? I came to that realization, forget who I was talking to you about it. It's just like, you know, you've been playing since you're. 12 years old or whatever how long you've been playing for it's like we're not getting any younger and it's like for me and i feel like maybe it's not perfectionism but no matter what you do you're always going to want it to be a little better maybe oh yeah i feel like i don't know if you're punk rock every song i've ever made i feel like there's something else i could do to it that would have been better but i can do that in a different version later on yeah yeah, man. Well, it was freaking awesome having you on the show. Um, we are cl- we are running down uh, to the end of the show. Was, do you want to play one more song? Uh, yeah, if you want to play one. Uh, I think that Surrender from my last album would be a good one for the radio. Surrender. Yeah, so where, uh, where could everyone, uh, where, where, where could we find Corey Harlan besides the streets of Boston? Is uh, Surrender, you said? Yeah, Surrender. Here it is. We got uh, Surrender here, Corey Harlan. Uh, you can find Corey Harlan on uh, SoundCloud, on Instagram, and gosh, seems like every day there's something something sweet, something extra on there. So, Thanks so much for coming on the show, man. This is, this is a really fun time. No problem. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, I told Tara and the... Uh, the guinea pigs and the cat, I said hello. 
Oh yeah, I will. Yeah, definitely. All right. So here we are. Uh, Corey Harlan. Here's uh, his. Uh, we got surrender.
for all those going out each day, doing what they can to hold us all together. McDonald's is here to help those helping us all by keeping our lights on.
Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> the call and join it again there's um i'm i'm hearing people pretty oh. lightly it sounds really light um the only bummer is i'm getting a buzz in the background a little buzz but like it could be my phone yeah i think it's your it's phone because this no everything sounds fine to me yeah, honestly everything sounds yeah, fine except for the except for the buzz through the cord that i have uh which just bothers me but that's Pam, try turning your shit down, maybe? Turning my shit down. I, I, I don't know what you mean by that, like my microphone, because to have you guys to hear you at all, I have to have you up super hot on four and on the submixer for me to be able to hear you and to see you through the, uh, through the meters on the board. So I, I don't, I, I can't turn it, I don't know what to turn down. I don't know what to turn down. My internet connection is unstable, it just said. Connecting to, oh, okay, let's, that's another problem is that my, here, let me put this Special on. ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. So, yeah, is it working now? Uh, it sounds better right now. Yeah, sometimes you just have to leave a video chat and come back i found all right uh everything uh, sounds no, every Pam, it's you what's me the, i'm minus is coming from from your end sounds like you're right i think i think you're right that it's the radio uh i i the only thing i hear is a buzz and i know that that's from this cord i i don't know what no, you guys are hearing hear you you can barely I'm hear Erica. me. Hi. Hi, Erica. Um, it's and you know what? My my good microphone that plugs into the computer was stolen out of was stolen yesterday. So I have no, I have no way to let you guys yeah, hear it's me. Just like breaking up. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't know how to make my microphone better because I because my microphone I don't Is have it. A <laughs> it might be the the input on the Chromebook. I've got it going through the headphones. 
I don't know how else to. You're not to... sick, right? You're just coughing from smoking, right? I don't know. So the problem is that you guys can't hear me. Billy Sullivan's here. Okay, so but so the so basically, if you guys can't hear me, that's not a problem because I wasn't gonna read in this anyway. I can't even understand. Not understand you at all. We can't understand. This isn't working. It's not gonna work from this location unless we do something differently. I, I mean, can hear. I can hear you about. fine though. I hear you fine. Like you're good. So, so your mic has to be off for the reading. That's the only way to do it. Yeah, just turn off your mic and then we'll read. Okay. Uh, I don't know how to mute it. Mute. Okay. You. That's better. You can talk to me through the uh, messenger. Okay. Pam. <laughs> okay. Billy, do you have a script? What Meet are we Erica. looking for? How about? Okay, I'm going to find uh, it. Hold on. Am I, like, am I shouting? I can't tell if it's coming through. So Yeah, like, you're shouting a little bit. Okay, I'm I can, talk, too, I can because... talk, like, quieter. Because yeah. what I was telling Pam before was everything, uh, everything peaks when it goes in from Zoom into the, the station. I've been, I've been cutting the, the audio into uh, YouTube clips, and uh-huh. everything comes in so hot. Uh, but I can't tell because I'm not uh, in, in the booth. I can't tell what the levels are going in. I, I keep meaning to go into the station, but it's just so hard, you know, because everything's closed. It's just really weird to go anywhere. <coughs> but so Pam's muted. We need a narrator. Um, I, I'm supposed to be Sarge. Have you guys gotten parts yet? Erica, are you down to be a narrator? I'll be a narrator too, yeah. Oh, sh- okay. And she told me I was supposed to be the... Something that started with a C. Cheryl. Crystal, maybe? No, 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 no. The other one, Cheryl. I need to open up the script. Uh, Let me find the script. Actually, I sent it to you. Cool. It's a PDF. Are there page numbers? Um, Yeah. Uh, So you're Cheryl, and Pam says everything sounds fine. And there are page numbers. Okay. Cool. So I don't have to shout the place. All right, great. So how are you gonna? Uh, okay. Just gonna close my porn here and shut the Close my porn. No. TMI. TMI. PBWs. <laughs> okay. I got two of them. Okay. Uh, so it's hard to look at the script and okay, maybe I can be on the chat on my other phone and I'll be on the script on my laptop. Now it sounds like I'm humble bragging. So I don't know how many parts are in this thing. We need someone to play There's Crystal. There's a cast list. Oh, God damn it. I'm so, uh, I am so organized. I can play a few parts if, you, if needed. Pam. Okay. There's a cast list. Can you guys see the group message too while you're on your shit? Because I, I can uh, talk to Pam, or I can see the group message, but I can't do both. I, I can only see the script. See, I can do both, but my internet's garbage. And you you guys both have the script. Yeah, the script. All right. So 
Shall we get going? No, there's not enough people. The only problem is, Pam, I can only talk to you or the group message, not both at once. She needs, she needs, um, a couple more actors. We're waiting on Juan Medina. Waiting on Juan Medina. Let's see. Everyone. Did I do this? I, uh, I, uh, don't like, uh, well, anyway. I, I can find an actor if you want. Um. I mean, if you have one, that's cool. The other thing is I need to put, I need to, I think that I posted this link in the group message, but I'm a little confused. So if, if you guys can help make sure that like the, uh, Pam says she can hear us perfect. Like, is that the right link? I added, uh, which, which link the, um, the zoom meeting or the PDF, the zoom, the zoom meeting. I, uh, I tried to put it into the group message. Is that? Yes. That's in there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where you got that's it. That's how I got on here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you do it? Because, like, uh, what? I don't know who doesn't have it. I'm, like, a little overwhelmed now. If, if you could hear me, I could do everything, but I can't because you can't hear me. Okay. Yo. I could do and everything my computer sucks you could too. hear me. <laughs> But now he can't run away from the link, from the, from the video when I'm done. Oh, admit someone else. Overwhelmed. <laughs> Trying to do a lot of shit. All right, video kind of hurts my my thyroid, so I only want to stay on it not that long. So maybe I should just leave until we're ready to start. I think that's totally fine. So just tell me uh, when we're ready to start. Just send me. You can you can also turn your video off. You don't have to engage that way. Uh, we just uh, need to hear you. Uh, oh, hold hold on then. Where is Hello. It? Yo. Bees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month. Business packages starting at $75 a month. Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take what action right lead? now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF 
is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass 